Blog Talk Radio. Hello everyone, it's Hari here again. Hope you're all doing well. I'm glad that you're listening to my blog about my mother and my journey with her in assisted living and hospice. I know that my journey, I'm hoping that my journey will help others. The information that I that I find out, the experiences that I have. That's why I do it. That's my whole, my life's work is really empowering people to take charge of their health care and their health care environment. You know, what I'm finding from these, this journey is that unfortunately, you know, the this whole system that we have in place is so broken and such a monster. And it's just layered and layered with regulations that don't really need to be there. And I know as a caregiver, you know, there's, there's, you know, you just kind of plot along and keep doing it. You do what you got to do. There's finances. There's making sure your loved one is safe. And yesterday, you know, before my mother started to decline and I had to put her in hospice, we used to Skype once a week, which really made a difference. Uh, the institution had a... Uh, uh, a, a, big, a big computer screen, and she could Skype, and it was kind of funny. She didn't quite get it sometimes. She would say, look over there. You know, you got to turn the computer, which was on, you know, a tray, a, a wheel that wheeled around, and and she she said, look over there. Look outside the birds. I'd be like, can't really see that, Ma. You know, but she was always so happy to see me, and she'd just wave at me, and she would smile. And, you know, I could. it was a good way for me to assess what was going on, and that's something that if you live away from your loved one, it really helps to have some way to actually have eyes on. I mean, you can, get, you can have a team that are having eyes on for, for you, but you know your loved one best of all. And it's really good to see that person to be able to see what's going on. And that's how I began to see the decline. Right before my mother took a real dive, I I saw her one day and I went, wow, she looks really thin. You know, but she was sort of, she was talking to me. But she just didn't seem, she seemed, she kept saying I'm tired. And then after that, things just went, really went downhill. So yesterday we, because I had been there like 10 days ago, we didn't do it last week because the person who does it um, sets it up with a long vacation, and you'd think someone else could do it, but that doesn't really happen. So I got, you know, she texted me always before, and so I got this text, you want to do it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so I really wanted to see what my mother looked like. I, I saw her, you know, before I left, and I knew what the decline was, and I'd been pretty shocked the last time I had gone, and the difference from the last time I had seen her on Skype. and. So I did this Skyping, and it was, my mother was, it, it kind of, it, I have to say, it freaked me out. It freaked me out because she was in her bed with a, you know, I'm tired, I'm tired. Ma, hi, it's me, it's me. And the resident director or the activities director said, look, there's your daughter. There's your, and my mother's always asking for me, like nonstop, apparently. and. So I was, you know, saying, "Mom, I'm over here. Look, look," and she was just—I mean, it was—it was frightening to see what she looked like. 
And I don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing, but at least I had, you know, a visual. So we talked for about 30, maybe two minutes, because she said, I'm too tired, I'm too tired, I can't do this. And and, and she just didn't, you know, she looked thin, she looked pale, and I was just like, oh, my God, do I have to get on a plane right now and go there? Oh, my God, is this it? So I, luckily, my after I always have this sort of spill of emotions and 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 just craziness in my head, I always call her caregiver, who's there uh, two to three hours, five days a week with my mother, Tina. And I say, Tina, I left a message. Tina, Tina, is she worse? You know, because, you know, I just don't know if anybody's really going to call me with the day-to-day stuff because things shift very slowly. They can be subtle. And then there's a big shift. And right now my mother's on this sort of plateau. She's eating again, but she's losing weight at the same time. So it's it's hard to know. So I called Tina and Tina called me back and let me know. She was just tired. She gets really tired and and you have to um you just you know, she she just has to sleep and with the medicines that she is on for her headaches, which are severe and for her agitation, she gets a little more tired and I was like, Okay, so I don't have to come today, Tina? I don't have to get, you know, I have to change my reservations because I'm going in like five days. Um, and Tina says, no, you're okay. And Tina's really straight with me. I need people who are really straight with me. I need someone to say, Harry, you need to come right now. And, you know, one of the funny, one of the things I find, and I found this in my practice too, and you as a caregiver, uh, when, when, when you're, when your loved one is, is, is dying or, you know, things are slowly, as I like to say, heading, you know, to the end, to the finish line or to the end of one's life. Uh, you always look for some glimmer of, well, you know, in the back of your mind, well, maybe they're going to, like, revive and they'll be good for a while. And and the staff has this, I think they are trained time to tell people that their loved one is doing better. And so you get these mixed messages. You know, my mother's on hospice. My mother was doing better. They would call me, but my mother's not doing better. But the staff is telling people, oh, she's eating. She's doing so much better. Better than what? She can't walk anymore. Two weeks ago, she could still walk. Better than what? She she wants to sleep all the time. She doesn't want to talk to anybody. She's pooping and peeing in her pants, which she never did. Well, she doesn't do it all the time, but at night she's up all night. She can't figure out what to do. I mean, better than what? Because she can eat? Is that, I mean, the sometimes the criteria is make me crazy. So one thing I, last night I woke up, after I talked, you know, saw my mother, I went on this long bike ride with my husband. I needed to get that stress and energy out. And that's something I recommend is trying to, Find things in a day that you can do to have a moment where you're not thinking about this. Whatever it is in your life that you do, whether it's, you know, exercise, going to a movie, because you can't go to a movie every day, but, you know, if there's a, there's whatever it is, knitting, uh, cooking, whatever you can do. But we went for this long bike ride, got home, I was really tired, I really worked hard, and I woke up two hours later, and I was just almost ended up having a panic attack. I wouldn't say it was a panic attack, but I, I haven't, I haven't, this doesn't happen to me very much where I wake up and I'm like stressing or worrying about something. 
But I think other caregivers, I think everybody out there, no matter what it is, whether you live with someone who has a disability and you're the main caregiver, someone who's chronically ill, someone who's dying, someone who you don't know what's going to happen to, you know, I think those moments, those are such the hardest moments you go through as a caregiver. You wake up in the middle of the night, and, and, and of course, in the middle of the night, your brain's just not working quite right. I mean, it's like thinking things. There's something about the night that my brain, like everything is a 100 times worse. And I was just, I, I started thinking about other th- And then rather than thinking about my mother, at one point, I started thinking other things became even worse, like things that, like, oh, the the gardener hasn't come, and the na- and the neighbors do like in Seattle. The lawns you got to keep your lawn really good. There's just the whole status here. Anyway, uh, so uh, so I was like freaking out about that. We had to get a new gardener, and da da da. I was like, oh lord. And so I really didn't go back to sleep until five o'clock in the morning. And that was after you know I do yoga meditation in the morning. So here I was. Like and and I really at that one moment I had such enormous compassion for other caregivers, and I realized that you know my mother, me really strong that my mother, for all the contentious moments in our relationship through time, you know, and me kind of oh, sort of always running the other way, I I felt this enormous amount of love like sort of the barriers that have been stripped clean and uh have been stripped away and it was just really love my mother is you know going towards her journey to the end of her life but yet she's letting things go and all she is 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 being incredibly loving and she just tells everybody she loves them you know i realize it's it's as hard as it is for me, if I can see the good, in, the the wonderful moment that and that this can bring to me of that experience of love, it's a good thing. I'm trying. I'm trying. So, so my heart was really open to all the caregivers out there, and how you continually have to fight the battle of you know, you're fighting the battle of keeping your own sanity. You're fighting the battle of keeping your loved ones safe and getting the right health care. And you're fighting the facility if your loved one's in a facility. And you really, my, what I tell all my clients, and you have to stay on the facility. You can't ever expect them. And I've said this before in the blog, and I'm saying it again because it was really, it's really become apparent to me that it's important just to stay on top of your loved one's care uh, from day to day. There's just no no getting around it. So pretty much my spiel for today, um, I'm, I'm trying to recover from not a lot of sleep and uh I, I was kind of sad this morning, like the whole thing after I took my little nap after my yoga meditation. And I was thinking about some of my clients, especially my one client. And if you ever listen to this, you're my one in Rhode Island. And uh, I'll just say, Gail, you know, uh, do you wake up in the middle of the night? And are you feeling like 
No, wow. And I mean, Gail is one person who's really done amazing things to make her husband uh, every get everything he needs and be such an amazing support in the worst of situations. And I'm sure that everybody, I mean, it happens to everybody. But, you know, again, two things. Talk about it. I'm here talking about it in a podcast. Talk about it. If you have a support group, uh, sister-in-law, if you live in Terrytown, my sister-in-law has a support. She started a support group where they, at her Buddhist sangha, and and uh, it's really, it, it really helps her, and she's surprised how many people came. And, you know, the issues that people have and they want to talk about it, look around, you know, look on Craigslist, look. Look at your church. Look at the um, AARP uh, Caregivers Association. You know, or start one on your own. Like that's what I want to do when I go to uh, New Mexico. There's a community there. A lot of my friends, and one of my friends, her husband has early onset Alzheimer's, and it's it's a nightmare. You're never ready for what's going to come your way. So. I really encourage you to talk about it because you can get a lot of help from people. And that's my sage wisdom today is talk about it. My heart hurt last night and I needed to talk about it. Uh, And I can't talk about it all the time with my husband because it's just a lot. You know, in any way, I'd rather talk about the Mets. And uh, it kind of helps me. Baseball helps. Baseball helps. Uh, So... Anyway, um, everybody, thanks for listening. I'll keep you updated. I think it'll be fun when I'm in New Mexico. A lot of stuff will be happening, and I'm I'm glad that I have uh, able to help whoever I can help. Next time, I'm going to talk about some some interesting facts I found about reporting incidences and what facilities are really have to do and don't have to do, and what they have to do to tell you. And you know, it's just it's a little more gritty, but it didn't. I wasn't going to do it today, but it doesn't really mix with what I was talking about. So everybody, thank you. Have a good one. Bye.